Hello and welcome back to the Ballot Podcast. I'm Lewis McParlin and I'm joined here by Andrew Reynolds. Hello. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about trade wars surrounding the US and how they are affecting China, the EU, as well as other countries. Last time we talked about NATO, and as Parliament in the UK has just went on holiday, we're going to be going across the pond again and talking about Trump and how he's affecting the world of trade. So, Andrew, I think the first question that needs to be answered is, what is a trade war? So, recently we've had the perspective of a trade war possibly breaking out between the EU and the US. Now, it looks like at the moment we've had beginnings of a trade war, particularly with China and the US, as Trump imposes tariffs on tons of goods coming into the United States of America from Canada, Mexico, uh, specifically in steel and aluminium from China and, of course, Europe. So, a tariff is a tax imposed by a government on a good entry in their country. So in this case, it's the United States imposing a 25% tariff on steel coming from the European Union. Now, this means that if you're going to buy steel and you're living in Texas or whatever, if the steel came from the European Union, it would cost 25% extra, as that would be a sort of VAT almost, and that extra money would go to the government. Now, this tariff is used to encourage people to buy a cheaper steel, which would in this case probably be American steel. But, of course, tariffs historically have been used to strengthen the economy as you buy from local producers. Although in a more diversified economy, what can sometimes happen is that, uh, if you live in Texas, for example, you would instead just buy steel from Mexico. This is why the US has imposed a tariff on steel from Mexico as well, and so on and so forth. A trade war would basically be where each country imposes higher and higher tariffs on an increasingly varied number of goods for each country going in. So Europe would impose a tariff on Harley-Davidson's, for example, and the United States would impose a tariff on some European steel, and that would expand and go on and on and on until either side backs down, or more often than not, a trade war tends to hurt both sides and result in a stalemate. And how does it affect countries then, if it's the US imposing these tariffs? Well, it can affect a country in many ways. So the primary in which it affects a country is it can make goods more expensive for the average consumer. So if you go to the supermarket, your average sort of uh, Californian oranges, for example, could cost more if you were to apply a tariff on that to bite back at the United States. This damages consumers in their day-to-day shopping, and also big importing countries, like the United Kingdom, have increased the expenses of these businesses, as they have to spend more either to get the goods they want, or they have to switch suppliers. And why is Trump doing this? Well, Trump has multiple reasons for doing this. His base, which composed of people who, who believe they've been left behind by globalisation, uh, coal workers, steel workers in the United States, and many farmers believe that foreign countries like, for example, China, are outcompeting them, which they are in many industries like steel. This means that um, the Chinese steel industry, which can produce steel far better and far faster than the United States can, uh, means that if you were going to buy steel in the United States, you would probably buy the cheaper and more readily available steel from China. Um, this would So Trump has an interest in, of course, protecting his base and following through with his promises. You may recall during the election campaign he said that China is, and I quote, raping us in trade. This was due to his reference that the United States of America have a huge trade deficit with China, which means they're importing far more than they're exporting to China, or buying more than they're selling. Another reason why Trump might have an interest in enforcing these tariffs 
is that historically Republicans have a lot of uh, disagreements with China and other such countries. So in China specifically, they have a disagreement on China supposedly um, stealing intellectual property. So if Apple wanted to compete in China and sell its goods in China, and the iPhone, it would have to give up its patent to the iPhone, which means Chinese companies could then produce that. A main reason why Trump wants to enforce these tariffs, though, is that he believes any trade deficit is a bad thing. This isn't really agreed by most economists because a trade deficit is viewed on as being an indicator of a strong economy, as your citizens are richer and can buy from abroad. He, on the other hand, believes it means that the country is too reliant on other countries, which is kind of unavoidable in a globalised world in which we live in. So was Trump the first US president to do this, or have other presidents done it in the past? No, he's not the first president to impose tariffs. In the last few decades, it's not been so common for countries to go into full-blown trade wars, but we have in the past seen some presidents like Lyndon B. Johnson. He imposed a tariffs on light trucks entering the United States, and that's because West Germany at the time, they imposed a tariff on American chickens entering their country, and that was because West German farmers felt disadvantaged by this. Uh this was only really relegated to just light trucks, though. It never really expanded much beyond that. In the post-war era, we've seen a large decline, really, in trade wars or imposing heavy tariffs. And the only real time we see incredibly high tariffs in the United States is during the Civil War or post-Civil War period. As of Reagan and other Republican presidents, they decided that they were more pro-free trade in an increasingly connected world. This has been a hallmark of the Republican uh, Party for many, many decades, which is starting to change under Trump. It is having to slowly morph from being pro-business to being more of a populist movement, which is sort of trying to tie itself closer to working-class voters who are more concerned with other countries than forming um, complex trade agreements. And with the world of trade being so shaken and, and changed with these tariffs and trade wars... How did the WTO feel about this, and who are they? So the WTO, or the World Trade Organization, the ideas around the World Trade Organization started to form after World War II, but were only really finalized in the late 90s. It's an inter-governmental organization that accounts for around about 98% of world trade. They act as a sort of intermediary between different countries when they have disputes. So, for example, taking us back to the dispute America has with... Uh, Chinese products and Chinese steel um, they could of course have gone through the World Trade Organization and filed a claim against them for flooding the market with steel when they don't need to do this or unfair trade practices by enforcing um, by making sure that any American company or any company from abroad entering their country had to give up their patents to the Chinese government you could have done this however because of Trump imposing these tariffs and bypassing the World Trade Organization and other countries have done so, they've imposed retaliatory tariffs. This kind of breaks down the point in the World Trade Organization as it was entirely founded to avoid these sort of trade disagreements. For example, just looking at uh, The Economist, we can see that average sort of tariff rates for the EU, US and Japan as a percentage have fallen from around about 20% to less than 5% since 1947 which means that we could possibly see a small reversal of this under President Trump. And is this belief of trade wars and tariffs, is this something matched by his fellow Republicans? It's mixed. Many Republicans have disagreed with him in this. As I said previously, Republicans have historically been a very pro-free trade party. 
there have been very much for sort of NAFTA and other agreements, although they have criticised President Obama and his, some of his agreements. Trump was probably the most outspoken in doing this, though. Some do support him in some disagreement with China, but in terms of going after the European Union, it's been very contentious, mostly because many Republicans view European allies as very core to their belief in sort of defence and otherwise, and they believe that President Trump is isolating America in many ways. This is all part of President Trump's kind of America first policy in which he's seen as a more protectionist America enforcing more tariffs and America which doesn't really connect with the world in the same way that Obama did, forging diplomatic links with countries which he normally would disagree with. So it's mixed across the board as to whether Republicans agree with him, although whilst the grassroots agree with him, it seems that some senators, and old guard senators particularly, would disagree with them heavily on the matter of causing a sort of small trade war with the EU. And finally, what was recently discussed in the meeting between Trump and Juncker from the EU? So, President um, Juncker of the European Commission recently met with President Trump, and the idea was to resolve some of these trade disputes. As of the moment, the tariff on steel and aluminium from the EU, 25% for steel and 10% from aluminium, still applies. However, Trump had threatened to apply tariffs to uh, vehicles from the EU, which of course is a very important expert for countries like Germany, Italy and so on. So this meeting helped avert that to a certain degree. Juncker promised to buy more American soybeans and also to buy more American petroleum. However, this was probably going to happen anyway. The EU is trying to shift and diversify its sources of petroleum as the world changes, following criticism of its relying too heavily on Russia. So really the only real change we see here is the EU buying more soybeans and averting a further escalation of tensions with the US. This means that the trade war with the EU anyway is really just isolated to aluminium and steel and doesn't spread too far beyond that on the American side of things. And that wraps up the third episode of The Ballot. In this programme, we talked about Trump and how he's shaking up the world of trade and how that affects other countries and groups like the EU and China. And we also covered towards the end what was discussed recently between President Juncker of the EU Commission and President Trump. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Ballot podcast and if you give us a follow you can keep up to date with everything that's happening with the show as well as small little excerpts of each of the episodes explaining several different points of politics such as what is a soft and hard Brexit as well as some of the details around NATO just in a brief little minute long video. We'll see you next week with another episode of The Ballot.